Well, it looks like I finally did it. My video yesterday about GameStop, which was only supposed to be a quick summary overview for new investors in the market and a quick note of caution, that's what the video was for. But, you know, I put that out there and it got quite a bit of backlash. Obviously this stuff gets pretty messy in the comments, accusing me of BS and misinformation and owing it to my viewers to be more thorough. But when I cut through the noise, what I actually think that some of these folks, especially the GameStop holders, want is for me to cover the full story and to go a little bit more in depth and give the full context. And the story isn't even close to being done. GameStop stock, ticker GME, is up over 85% at the time of this video to over 140 bucks a share. The short sellers are absolutely losing their short shorts. But before we dive into it, if you're new here and wanna maximize your investing and your long-term investing portfolio and wanna learn and stay up to date with all things investing from a former investment banker and hedge fund Analyst, then don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. And also don't forget to join us at a couplesense.com where you can sign up for Morning Sense, which is our free daily email newsletter where we put a lot of our research and analysis and where you can support the content by joining our Roic community where you can talk to other investors, use some of our investing tools and fundamental analysis tools, read all of our premium research and also see all of my favorite stocks and holdings. Okay, so looking at this chart six months ago, GameStop, ticker GME, was actually trading at under four bucks a share on fundamental concerns about the business. If you look at the fundamentals here, the business has actually seen a huge decline over the past five years, almost being cut in half in terms of revenue and going from almost seven to 800 million in EBITDA all the way down to what's expected to be zero or negative EBITDA, which is cash flow. It's a pretty simple story. GameStop is a brick and mortar retailer of video games. They do some ancillary stuff like Pokemon cards and, and collectibles, but generally this is a brick and mortar video game retailer in a world where video games are increasingly being downloaded over the internet. Back then when the company was trading for under four bucks a share, the company was valued at under $200 million, which actually doesn't seem very expensive for a company making six and a half billion dollars in revenue. And back then it probably was a legitimate push and pull on the stock based on fundamentals, right? It looks very expensive if you think this thing's going the route of Blockbuster and going away but it looks pretty cheap if you think the company can turn things around. But starting in August, a guy named Ryan Cohen bought a 10% ownership stake in GameStop and continued buying more shares after that. And basically with another activist hedge fund, took control of the board of directors and thus mostly took control of the company. Ryan Cohen has a great track record as an entrepreneur. He founded and sold Chewy to PetSmart for 3.35 billion in 2017. And Ryan Cohen believed that GameStop's challenges actually stemmed from an internal stubbornness and thought that if the company could turn around, cut costs, hire some talent and pivot aggressively, they could really turn the company around and succeed at e-commerce. I won't dive too deeply into it, but Cohen actually has some pretty good experience with Chewy. He stated that Chewy played by Amazon's rules for supply chain, logistics, and the convenience of shopping online, but added its differentiator, the old-fashioned customer service of a neighborhood pet store for its winning strategy. I wonder if you can apply the same thing for GameStop online. The counter argument here is that 
pet food and toys is very different with a different end market than video games and video gamers. Pet food and supplies is a recurring expense and selection actually matters and pet owners really care about giving the best to their pets. And video gamers are generally tech savvy, have really good internet, are downloading games on the internet, and it's not really a recurring expense. You only ever really buy a video game when it first comes out for let's say 60 bucks, and then you buy over the air DLC content. Anyway, back then in August and September, this was a really good sign for a potential turnaround in the company and the fundamentals. Some investors such as Domo Capital Management started getting really excited by GME stock based on this turnaround thesis. Indeed, if I had been aware of GameStop at less than $200 million valuation at four bucks a share, then I might've been interested in the deep value play as well. I'm not really sure, but it looks like a really cheap deep value play that you really had to believe in the management team. And as Domo pointed out in September, GameStop had a net cash position and Domo Capital Management's thesis is that GameStop had a strong enough cash position to get it to a strong console refresh cycle. Obviously we all know that the new PlayStation and Xbox is out and then that would buy it some time for a longer term turnaround, especially with Ryan Cohen behind the wheel. Domo and Cohen also point out that they believe that GameStop's most valuable asset, especially when transitioning to the e-commerce world, is their database of tens of millions of power up rewards members that it can leverage to use online. I don't really have a view on this because I was a pretty early adopter to over the air downloads of video games. And if I do have a power up rewards membership, I forgot it existed. So all these fundamental events and enthusiasm around a potential turnaround caused the stock to rise from around four bucks a share to almost 20 bucks a share an almost five times return over just a matter of months. But not everybody was all rosy about the turnaround either. If you remember, Blockbuster also had many turnaround stories on their way to bankruptcy. And because GameStop's outcome is probably very binary where it either goes the way of Blockbuster and goes away forever, and gets liquidated or potentially turns the company around and is a smash hit, there's a huge battle even at the 20 bucks a share range between bulls and bears. Therefore, through the holidays and at the start of this year, GME stock had a huge short interest and was primed for a short squeeze. The percentage of GME's float that was short was well over 100%, so you had probably more bears in the market than you had bulls. And just for reference, a short interest over 10 to 20% is considered high, let alone 100 or 150%. In one fund in particular, Melvin Capital Management, which used to have $12.5 billion in assets, I'm not really sure what it is today after all these losses, they were short the stock very heavily. They had an over $55 million short position in the form of listed put options. And the Wall Street Bets community, which is 2.4 million traders, investors, degenerates strong, found this information and saw that GameStop was a small float, thinly traded, very, very high short interest stock that was primed for a short squeeze. And I wasn't a part of the conversations back then, but they really coordinated and colluded to buy lots of GME stock. And the scale of this coordinated buying and potential collusion is unprecedented and astonishing. I know CNBC is likening it to the Yahoo Finance boards of old back from 20 years ago, but the scale is just out of this world nowadays. And access to stocks and options has never been easier, especially through apps like Robinhood and Webull. And if you know anything about the Wall Street Bets community, you'll know that they take it a little bit more lightly, more as a joke, and it's a much more gambling type of 
of community. I mean, the community knows themselves. They even call themselves degenerates here on the board. And if you kind of read uh, the subreddit, you'll kind of see that it's some combination of vindictive justice against Wall Street and specifically Melbourne Capital and short sellers and a potential mix of fear of missing out on massive gains. Exemplifying the FOMO and glorification of gains is the mysterious user deep effing value right here. And this user has been posting all of his or her gains that he or she has made through GameStop out of the money call options, turning $50,000 into over $13 million. So as a result of the flooding of buying activity, specifically coming from Wall Street bets, GME stock has ripped massively from 20 bucks a share to 150 bucks a share as of today. And in the after hours trading, we see the stock going to over 200 bucks a share. This is absolutely insane. Firstly, we have a classic short squeeze. So a short squeeze is a technical phenomenon that can cause a rapid increase in the stock. What happens is that an increase in the stock price forces some of the existing short sellers to cover their positions. In order to cover their positions, they have to buy back the stock that they had borrowed in order to sell short into the market, which in turn, this buying activity to cover these shorts drives up the price of the stock further. As the stock goes up, short sellers will have bigger and bigger losses on paper, and the short sellers that used margin or borrowed money in order to put on this trade will start getting margin calls if they're down too much on paper. This is when the brokerage or the dealer forces the short seller to cover their position, which further increases the price of the stock as the short sellers, and there are a lot of them, right, high short interest, are forced to cover their positions and buy back stock in the market, and there's just not a lot of stock to go along with. As you can kind of tell, this becomes a feedback loop and a vicious or virtuous cycle depending on what side of the trade you're on. And just to reiterate, this usually happens in names with a small float, high short interest, and expensive borrowing costs. And this is not something that, say, Wall Street Bets could probably do with a bigger stock like Tesla. So generally you see short squeezes like this happen in much smaller names and whose stocks can be pushed around a lot easier. And that's not all in terms of the vicious cycle because a lot of the buyers these days, especially the ones that are going long through Wall Street Bets, are buying short-term out-of-the-money call options, we're seeing what we call a gamma squeeze. Generally, when a dealer sells an option to a trader, it has to buy some of that stock to hedge the risk of that call option being exercised by that trader when that option is in the money. So that means when the stock price is over the strike price and they can exercise the option. If the option is deeply out of the money, then the hedges only need to be very small because there's a much lower likelihood that those options will expire in the money. As the stock goes up and approaches and approaches the strike price, then the sensitivity of the options to the strike price, also called gamma, grows as well. As this happens, this causes the dealers to have to buy more and more of the stock in order to hedge the risk of being exercised on, which further increases the buying pressure on the stock. This is a whole nother layer to the feedback loop and another vicious slash virtuous cycle happening in GME stock. And these are the two main feedback loops that are causing the stock to be moved insane amounts every single day this week. So what's the result as of today? So obviously short sellers are hurting very, very badly. And if they went short the stock just kind of plain, 
then their losses can be unlimited or they're getting margin calls to cover their positions. Or if they took out put options to short the stock, those positions have most definitely lost most of their value. And Melvin Capital, which is short a lot of these types of stocks, is down almost 30% as of this article, but as of today, they're probably down even more. And in order to stay solvent, Melvin has had to get investments from Ken Griffin Citadel, which I used to work for actually, investing $2 billion, and Steve Cohen's .72, which to date is now investing $1.7 billion. So right now, it's kind of the battle between Wall Street and Wall Street bets. And the short sellers haven't given up yet. Reportedly from this tweet, Citron Research Andrew Left says they're still short GameStop. And despite the skyrocketing price, short sellers have not backed down. According to the CNBC article this morning, short sellers have reloaded their bets and GME's short interest still stands at 139%. To be clear, I think that these short sellers are irresponsible and clearly foolish to underestimate the risks of a short squeeze, especially for something so primed for a short squeeze with such a high short interest. Furthermore, the fundamental short case against GameStop, especially at 20 bucks a share, is actually not that compelling to me. And the trade just seemed unwise and unnecessary and just one that they shouldn't have made on an institutional level, especially since short squeezes aren't anything new and they probably should have known better. So I do take quite a lot of entertainment out of this drama. It's quite interesting to see some of these big hedge funds kind of fail in the face of retail traders. As for me, I absolutely do stand by my previous video as a summary overview and a warning to most new investors for not giving into the FOMO in case they don't really know much about it. And at 200 bucks a share, the company's trading at a $13 billion valuation. So the stock is completely untethered from GameStop fundamentals. And this stock is really right now an ego-driven battle between certain short sellers and the Wall Street Bets community. I mean, in order to believe in this $13 billion valuation, you really need to believe that they turn around the company and furthermore succeed massively in a corporate turnaround and a successful entry into digital video game sales. But that would happen over many, many years instead of just the matter of months. So again, the content on this channel is for long-term growth-minded investors with a bent towards understanding valuation. So right now, GME, GameStop should only be thought of as a vehicle for gambling and not investing. And just remember, despite the braggadocious stories that you may read of the vast riches made from pumping a stock like this, eventually many innocent people do get hurt when they finally FOMO in at the top at the behest of others. These are the people left holding the bag when for some reason or another, the community starts leaving the stock, driving down the stock price and moves on to its next target, potentially AMC. That's what I'm seeing on Twitter at least. And honestly, I only started making this content to educate people and to make sure people don't really get hurt out there and to invest wisely. So, you know, we at Sense are investors, we're not short sellers. Uh, and as you could have guessed, we will not partake in either side of this trade, but we will be watching with popcorn in hand very, very closely because it is very, very entertaining. So hopefully this follow-up video about GameStop was a little bit more comprehensive and gave you a deeper view into the technicalities of what's been going on in the stock and did ticker GME justice. This is an interesting drama that we're watching unfold. If you got any value out of this video, please don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. I really would appreciate it. it really helps the channel with the algorithm. And until next time, YOLO, ID gaff, happy investing, whatever is your flavor of the week.